Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, and joining me is Chris Johnson, my co-host, and we are glad that you are with us for this uh, top podcast as we uh, look at another session of this study. Chris, I'm glad you're here this morning. Thank you, man. Good to see, good to see you today, Lynn, and I'm glad we have this opportunity. And joining Chris and I is Amber Vaden. Amber serves as the content editor for the Daily Discipleship Guide which is part of the Bible Studies for Life family. And Amber and I are going to talk about the Daily Discipleship Guide uh, toward the close of the podcast. But just for the moment, Amber, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for having me. It is, it's good to be here. Amber, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us today. You always bring a, a fresh insight into our podcast. So we're delighted to have you with us. Yes. So, <laughs> so when we... Uh, st- when we decided that we were going to do this study, uh, no doubt, and this is our final session, uh, we, I want to take a moment to just kind of pull back the, the curtain to talk about how we do what we do um, when we create studies. Uh, we actually started with the verse that we are talking about today. This was our springboard and helped us to, to craft the sessions for no doubt uh, in First in John chapter 5, uh, verses um, 11 through 13, this is what John says. This, this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. The one who has the son has life. The one who does not have the son does not have life. Listen, I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So that idea of knowing that you can have eternal life is what caused us to look at First John for not just assurance of salvation and eternal life, which is what we're going to talk about today. But throughout the last five weeks, we've talked about things that we can know that John taught us in this letter. So just kind of wanted you to, as, as listeners, to have that perspective of, of this. Uh, John, in the Gospel of John, uh, ends uh, the Gospel of John in John chapter 20 by saying, um, you know, I've written these things so that you can uh, – hear about Jesus and have the experience of the opportunity to know that he is the Messiah. So John had this pattern of ending books or letters by saying, (laughs) this is why I did this. Right. Right. And of course, and as we've looked at this uh, study uh, for the last five weeks, we've looked at several areas of assurance. But as Chris has pointed out, our focus today is going to be on the assurance of our salvation, that we can be sure God saves us when we trust in Christ. This is going to have a strong evangelistic emphasis. So if you have a friend who doesn't know Christ, this would be a great Bible study to bring them, uh, just have them join you in your group for this. Uh, Chris, I got to tell you one thing I, I, I like about how this study starts is we think about the assurance that we have as Christians, and we're going to unpack this and say, we can be sure. But you can't say that about a lot of other religions, can you? No, you really can't. In the Bible Meets Life, we, we, we discuss that some. We talk about different world religions. And uh, I thought that the adult uh, version that we're looking at today did a very good job of, of encapsulating uh, the different world religions and uh, Islam. It, you know, Islam says you can have eternal life, but then 
there's kind of like a whole balancing thing to see if you if you did enough or not you don't really know for sure uh in the hindu faith there's that idea of reincarnation but you know how does that happen you know how, how can you have a guarantee of, of or assurance that uh that that you will reach enlightenment um cults do the same thing with saying this is what you need to believe plus these things and uh the gospels make it and and the new Testament make it really clear that we can have a relationship with god through faith in jesus and that's it just by having faith in jesus we can have a relationship with him i think there's a lot of uh church goers who kind of fall in that mindset too that well i i want to trust jesus but can i really know for sure when you ask them, it's like, well, I hope I'm going to heaven. What we want to stress in this Bible study and with your group as you dialogue that we can know for sure God saves us when we trust in Christ. So when we hear the word assurance, uh, the word guarantee comes to mind. I think I used that a minute ago. <laughs> and uh, uh, we asked the, the question, kind of the, uh, the softball uh, the icebreaker ice breaker question, uh, when have you had a warranty uh, that really paid off? And uh, Amber, we've worked together for a while. And a couple of summers ago, you you uh, had an experience with your air conditioning where you you needed some help and you needed a warranty to 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 uh, pay off. Tell us about that story. Oh, gosh, it's such a good example. Uh, so I needed a whole new air conditioning system. And so I called a, a local company and um, got an installation date and they came and put it in. And it was super, super loud, <laughs> like, like unusually loud. Oh, and much. we would do Zoom meetings and we could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just was not normal. And so they came. Uh, and checked it a couple of times, but at the very beginning, um, the guy, he was like, no, you, you will be happy. That's our guarantee. If not, not we, we will just come and take the unit out. Uh, and so they, they came a few times and it never could get resolved. It really was very strange. Um, but in the end, I called them and I said, it's still so, so loud. And so they were, they were so good. They're like, okay, we stand by our word. We will come and get it. We will come and get it. And, and they did. And I was um, super happy <laughs> that they <laughs> did that because uh, I just couldn't imagine, uh, couldn't imagine having it, having it sound that way. Well, Amber, that is a, uh, I wish I had known that many years ago. We bought a house, a used house. Uh, this was in Texas and the first, and we I, I didn't know anything about home warranties. I don't remember even being offered one, but our first night after we moved into the house, the first night the air conditioner went out and I had no home, home warranty. I had nothing like you had. So uh, it paid off for you. For me, it paid, I, I had to pay a lot to get mine fixed. So uh, warranties are valuable. They are. Yeah. So, well, let's just kind of jump into the studies as, as your group, as y'all dialogue about the warranties and the assurances. Let's look at this idea, the assurance we have of our walk of faith with Christ. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 5 in several different passages, but let's begin with verse 1. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him. 
This is how we know that we are God's, we love God's children, when we love God and obey his commands. For this is what love for God is to keep his commands. And his commands are not a burden because everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. And who is the one who conquers the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. Okay, so I, I think this little section of verses is a great place to spend a little time on as you, as you discuss today's lesson. Um, because when we face doubt or uncertainty about our faith, or if, when we talk to someone who is experiencing that, I think a lot of times it comes down to doubt or uncertainty because of our own sin or because sure. we recognize, oh, I have the ability to sin or other people do and that affects us. And so it that reality can really cause us to understand or, or cause us to really doubt. Uh, and so th- these verses, I think, give us sort of the bedrock foundation of why we don't have to doubt. We don't have to be uncertain. Uh, we can be sure of our faith because Jesus is the son of God. We're not we're not sure of our faith because of us, which is, you know, wonderful truth. We're sure of our faith because of Jesus. Um, and because he is the son of God, we can just put our faith in that. And then we don't have to doubt because that truth won't change. When we know that we change our mind or we choose um, choose to do and say things that we later regret, we recognize that about ourselves. But but our faith in Christ, uh, when it's based on what he has done, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be uncertain because he is the son of God. So our lesson writer did a really nice job of pointing us to scriptures that show the evidence that Jesus is uh, the Christ, that he is the Messiah. So uh, that he came in the flesh. Uh, he's identified uh, as God by uh, John and by Paul and in, in other in certain passages, um, he had divine attributes. Uh, he manifests those things and uh, he received the worship of those who followed him. So uh, th- th- those are great bullet points of reminders of other places in the scriptures that point to uh, these truths that Jesus is the son of God. Right. There's a, there's a strong emphasis on our faith. That it's uh, Amber. I like how you pointed. It's it's not really in myself. It's in Christ, and my my faith has to be there. But he does say here, and he talks about our victory. But he says that when we love God and we obey His commands, so we need to understand and and maybe maybe dialogue about this in our groups. The relation between our faith and our obedience. Uh, James certainly talks a lot about this uh, in the Gospel of John. It's there. But our, our faith in him uh, is lived out. We see the evidence of our faith is our obedience. So John actually in the gospel says, you know, if, if you love me, uh, you, will you obey show that by, by being obedient in uh, John uh, 14, 21. So uh, right. I, I think that it's, it's, it's interesting to me to, to look at first John um, and to see how it aligns and parallels a lot of the things that John talked about in, in the gospel of John. Yeah. Ma- amazing. It's the same writer. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the same thing. So it's interesting. Yeah, but you can tell where his heart is on that, that exactly. uh, we have, a, we, we are to love God and we show that love through obedience. But again, that does not take away from faith, 
But we, if, if we have a faith in Christ, it's going to naturally show itself. Uh, a true, sincere faith is going to be seen in our obedience to him. So a couple of questions that we ask in this section were, how can you tell someone who's born of God? Or what evidence do we see in people's lives that they have accepted Jesus' gift of salvation? So it's the, it's the idea that, that uh, by our lives and by our lifestyles, it should be evident um, that we have made this decision to follow Jesus and commit our lives to him because of our obedience to his teachings. That's right. And for, uh, I guess all three of us, we've grown up in Baptist churches and that we're in many, many instances has been, there's been a strong emphasis on evangelism, which is a good thing, but not so much for a long period with discipleship where you come to faith in Christ and we're just going to assume people start growing in that. And so, um, you, I look at people that I wonder, okay, you say you have faith, but I don't really see it being lived out in your life, in your obedience, in the, in the way you express your love. Well, let's move on to the second section then. Uh, we're going to uh, just go down now, verses 11 through 13. Chris has already uh, taken us to these. But as we saw in the previous section, I can know I'm born of God because Jesus is the Christ. We're going to add to that by saying I can know I have eternal life simply because God's word says so. As Chris has read at verse 11, this is the testimony God's given us. This is God's word. This life is in his son. And then at verse 13, I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. I love that passage. I do too. And it, it, this is one of those places that I've gone to many times mm-hmm. as a, as a, pastor and church leader with people who have struggled with questions, doubts um, about their, about their salvation. And I, you know, almost all the time, it's those things are tied not to what they know or what they believe. It's just, it's a feeling kind of thing. It's like, I don't feel like I've done the thing or, or there's the sense of I should have some other type of feeling. And, and, and John just, just in a matter of fact way says that you you can know that you have eternal life because you believe in the name of, of Jesus, the son of God. And um, it's just been a very powerful verse to use, to encourage others in their, in their uh, faith with God in God. Yeah, this was, um, so I uh, accepted Christ as my savior when I was a kid. uh, And this was, Interestingly, one of the first verses that I learned. Um, Yeah, somebody was on top of that. I don't know who's (laughs) pointed me to this, but they were on it. And I thought, that's that's a really good thing for a new believer, a new Christian, um, that verse to know and to understand, because it's it's precious. Like God wants us to be assured there is there is not anywhere in scripture that he desires for us to be uncertain or um, not assured of where we stand with him. He wants us to know. And so I think this, this verse is just especially, um, especially kind of him to put in there so that we can know he wants us to know. So it's not a, you might know, or you could know, or Mm -hmm. maybe this could be the case for you. It's, it's, it has that sense of absolute. We want you to know these things. Uh, 
the lesson writer did a great job of pointing again back to the gospel of John, Jesus' mm -hmm. words, my sheep know me, they hear my voice, they know, yeah. I know them, they follow me, I give them eternal life, they will never perish, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father is greater than everything and, and he holds them in his hand and you can't take people who belong to God out of God's hand. So uh, again, words of assurance that, uh, and you know, I, I look back on, on my walk in my life and, you know, some of these, re some of these verses are the, the distinctive of, of, of my faith from a Baptist perspective mm -hmm. that, that we, this is who we are. This is who God is. This is what sure. we need to believe to have eternal life, to have assurance of eternal life. And, and these just have been bedrock verses for me that I go back to these time and time again. Um, and I'm grateful for the, the Bible and, and uh, faith heritage that I have, that we can have this assurance. Right. Yeah. And, go ahead, Amber. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I, I think this would be a great verse. I don't know if if uh, your particular Bible study group uh, as a group memorizes scripture, but if you don't or if you want to for a one time thing, this would be a great verse to memorize for everyone to memorize together. It's one Lynn, of the you started saying something. Well, it's one of the first verses I learned as well, Amber, not not quite as early. Um, but in fact, the first verse I memorized, Chris, was the one you mentioned earlier, John 14, 21. Wow. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. Now, we, we and let me bring that back to what we're talking about this passage. Uh, we can know we're saved. We have eternal life because God's word says so. But what God's word says is these are the these are the things that will be in your life. Uh, if you have faith in Christ, you're saved. And it's it's uh, you know, and that's going to be seen in your love. It's going to be seen in your obedience to God's word. So God's word gives us these ways we can evaluate, look at our lives, say, yes, I am saved. But again, it's not, okay, I've got these in my life, so I think I'm saved. It's, yes, these are evidence, so I know that I'm saved. And uh, the, the last thing I, we want to look at here, this passage, kind of gives, drives us home, too, because I know I'm saved because my life has changed. I am living a life by faith. I am living a life of love and obedience. My life has changed. Let me, let me take us down to uh, verse 18 of chapter 5. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not sin, but the one who is born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know the true one. We are in the true one, that is, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true Son, true God, and eternal life. Little children, guard yourself from idols. So I, I, I love this passage and um, the reminder that um, if someone is struggling, uh, we with assurance type of issues. Um, there are some investigative questions that we probably need to ask that we need to talk about. And and the lead verse eighteen that you just read, Lynn, is a reminder that if you know if if you're if you're if you're a child of God, if you belong to Him, you're going to obey Him, and you're not going to continue in a lifestyle of sin. And I think we lose the. I mean, so we all sin, and we're all going to sin. So uh, 
you know, we, we need to make it our goal to, to, to not, to not sin. <laughs> so that's a good thing. But the idea here is, is there's an act or there's a continuing sin. There's something that you have given into and you're living this lifestyle. And that's the warning that John gives, you know, you, you, you can't live like that. You can't. And so sometimes people struggle is, is connected to that. So there's some questions that we need to ask about their life and lifestyle when they're struggling. And, and, and we don't need to give assurance, give assurance. And um, if, especially if, if the Holy spirit is convicting a person of the reality that they're continuing in sin, uh, we need to affirm the work of the Holy Spirit who is convicting them of this uh, and, and say, hey, you the Bible's really clear. You can't continue in this sin. Uh, you need to you need to re repent. You need to change. And lesson writer does a good job with talking about that. Yeah, I, I think there's a part in this one paragraph that I, I thought is really helpful for the your situation might be a little different, but for those who know they are saved, but struggle to understand why am I, why did I fall to sin yesterday? Um, and he's, he, the lesson writer puts this, a big difference exists between committing occasional sins and immediately repenting because of the re realization that it was wrong and living in habitual unrepentant sin. Uh, so that could be, um, a helpful under explanation. <laughs> a short, concise explanation compared to what I did. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do think this this could be a spot where group members are like, "Oh, well, hold up," because I'm pretty sure I'm saved, and I struggle with sin every day. And and the thing is, we all do. And so I think there could be some legitimate questions about, "Well, what does it mean you don't sin?" Because I sin, you know. And uh, and so to help to help the group leader, just to help them to know, okay, there's, there's, well, there could be several different situations, but uh, because I think Chris, what you were talking about earlier is a good example, but to help them to say is, okay, is it unrepentant? And, and also just to point out, we can ask God for sensitivity to our sin, like help us, Lord, help me to sure. see when I sin uh, and help me to immediately confess and repent. Um, that's something that we can seek God's help on. That's great. He ends. It, it, it can feel like it's a little awkward for him to just go. All right. Now, now that you've heard all of these things, keep yourself from idols. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's, it, it's it, like, oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was blessed to have a pastor who who helped helped us understand that uh, um, the, the the idea of, of idols or false gods here is is uh, is uh, a Greek word that we transliterate sham um, that that means anything that's imitation or counterfeit or something that's purporting to be genuine anything that's a fraud or a fake or counterfeit uh, is is what we need to guard ourselves from. So uh, don't let anything occupy the place in your heart that God deserves. Uh, don't, don't, don't allow for God substitutes to be in your life. So I, I don't, I think sometimes we hear those words and we think, well, that, that's something that happened back in the old Testament when there was, 
idol worship and there was false gods that and and the reality is there can be idols in our lives that are very different from those but just as real and we need to guard ourselves from anything that uh that takes the place of god in our lives well said yes no doubt that's a that's i think it actually is a really good ending uh but it to his uh, to these this section of verses because it's just you know don't don't forget we we have steps we can take to guard ourselves from sin and so well and the fact that he ends with that little children you know he yeah. john, john uses that terminology uh, throughout first john and uh it, it's like you know my, listen i love you guys and so guard yourself that's that's a good reminder very pastoral don't you think lynn uh, yes very much so good deal we well, appreciate everyone joining us for this podcast um, as, as we've been wrapping up First John. And um, we're going to take a few moments and uh, talk to the teachers just for a minute, more specifically to the teachers. So if you're a regular just group member, hey, thanks for joining us. And uh, just hope this helps you as you prepare to be a part of your group study. But uh, leaders of the group, let, me, let us talk to you for a minute. And I want, I'm going to turn this over to Amber because uh, some of you may be familiar with what Amber does. Some of you will not. But she works on what we call the Daily Discipleship Guide. So, Amber, uh, why don't you just tell us what makes the, the Daily Discipleship Guide unique from the other personal study guides that Bible Studies for Life has? Sure. So if if your group uses a daily discipleship guide, uh, you can expect to see in its pages the um, Bible study for your group time together, just like you would find in the personal study guide. And then at the end of those pages, there are five days of devotions that connect back to what you just studied. Um, so it it includes your weekly Bible study with your group, but also five devotions that connect to it. So I love the fact that it, it it's a path to continually for the week reinforce the truths that you talked about as a group. Uh, so that that's been that's the part of of the appeal to the daily devotional guide. And I'll I'll say that for many years when I used a personal study guide, I would always encourage my group, hey, take take these scripture divisions and read one each day. In other words, you could take your personal study guide you have now. And make devotions out of it. But the daily discipleship guide has, as Amber works with it and crafts it, it, it takes the hard work out of it. She makes it very easy for us to take this in five daily uh, you know, bites. And, and, I, and for those of people who haven't used it and maybe who use the personal study guide, uh, she's using the same content that we use in the personal study guide. It's just she's, she's crafting it into different uh, segments and elements uh, primarily. Is that correct, Amber? That's right. And then just a little bit, like, because you spend extra days on this passage, it kind of leads you to some additional applications of how you can really live out um, what God's word is teaching us. Good. Sure. Now, let me, let me just encourage you to, uh, we're not trying to sell you another Lifeway product. That's not the plan here, because this is a this is an alternate approach to Bible study. It's not okay. You're using your senior adult uh, personal study guide. Buy this also. 
That's not what we're saying. It's just an alternate approach. In fact, if you use a personal study guide and it's working great for you, don't change. But I would encourage you just to pick up. You can go online and see a sample of it uh, and just to see how it looks, because you may want to use that with your group instead of a personal study guide. And the other side of this is there's a lot of churches that are doing D groups now where they're getting together in smaller groups to have conversations. And and the format that that you've created, Amber, really lends itself to those D groups. Yeah, there's a little section in there um, that has some uh, questions. So if if I'm going to get together on Monday afternoon, maybe with two or three ladies from my group, uh, it has some questions and a little intro paragraph that can kind of get us started uh, in our conversation and then then lets us go on those questions so we can kind of talk about it just among two or three people. Good, good. Well, Amber, do you have a a tip, just some kind of teaching tip you want to share with us? Yeah, so I think this lesson is a fantastic opportunity to invite a group member to share a very short personal testimony. Mm. Um, This, uh, well, this whole six-week study is a great opportunity, but this would be a great one in advance. Ask a group member um, just to share for three or four minutes uh, a little bit about what helps them to know with certainty um, that they are saved. And I, well, any testimony I think is super helpful. But if you happen to know of someone who has shared um, just with you a little of their own personal walk, you might know who to ask that would have a really maybe especially powerful testimony, um, offer to meet with them a day or two beforehand to give them a chance to practice on you. That can help <laughs> yeah. them. That can help them kind of narrow it down to just a couple of minutes. And then um, they can share maybe how God is confirmed uh, in, their, in their own life that they are saved. If there was a moment or a, a season where they doubted, um, they can share a verse from scripture that's given them personal assurance, or they can talk about how their life has changed since coming to Christ because that itself is affirmation. So this is just a great, a great um, passage that really lends itself to having a group member share that. Thanks. Amber, thank you for sharing. Lynn, thanks for leading our, our uh, conversation around um, in, in these podcasts. We appreciate it. Lynn, uh, Lynn, thanks again. And Amber, thank you for being a part of this today. Thanks for the tip. Uh, Most of all, we want to thank you who are uh, listeners. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. Uh, We'll begin a new uh, set of studies uh, next week. So we're looking forward to introducing that to you and hope that you'll join us as we continue to focus on God's word. 